Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Prideful Takes podcast brought to you brought to my boy Pride. So, a lot of stuff has been popping off in the sports world. So, we're going to start first and foremost. Rashid Wallace, he has come out and he basically, in his whole thing, he basically said, Look, LeBron could have survived in my era because he was bigger, but I don't think he would have been as successful as he is. Did anybody forget to inform Rashid Wallace that when he was drafted in 1995, he retired in 2013 and LeBron James was drafted in 2003? Did Rashid Wallace know that? Did Rashid Wallace forget that LeBron James in Rashid Wallace's era beat Rashid Wallace and a Pistons team that was only one year removed from, from being all-star selections. They had just made the all-star team. LeBron destroyed him. He's saying that LeBron would not have lasted in his era, right? So in, LeBron, so in Rasheed Wallace's era, which is from 96 to 2013, that's when he played, right? LeBron, in that time span, four MVPs, two chips, Two finals MVP, nine-time All-Star. But again, he's saying that the only reason, if he were to survive, he would have only survived because of how strong he is. Do people forget that LeBron is arguably one of the smartest, if not the smartest player in the history of the NBA? Do, Do people really forget that? Do they forget how his mind is? How he literally, if you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, there are players out there who have spoken on the brilliance of LeBron James. One being Iman Shumpert. Iman Shumpert straight up tells, yo, bro, LeBron calls plays out and he tells how it's going to go and it literally goes the same way. He's not the only one. There are no numerous players. The only players who don't like LeBron are the ones who got destroyed by him. Let's just call it what it is. That's it. Like another one, Paul Pierce. I'm a Celtics fan. I'm forever. I will bleed green. I love Paul Pierce. I'm glad he was able to get a ring in 08. But the dude is still mad talking about, yeah, bro, LeBron ain't really that good. Bro, I, look, I'll be mad too. I'll be mad too. If I was with, if I'm getting paid millions to play ball, and you destroy me and what I'm best at in life, I'll be mad too. I'll be salty. I'll be tight, of course. But let's stop sitting here and acting like LeBron's dumb. He's smart. And not only is he smart, LeBron works on his game, and it's easy proof. A, a, a LeBron James, this LeBron James was Shane Wallace never played. Let that sink in. When they when he played, when when he was when, when LeBron's first time in, in Cleveland. And when Rashid was with the Pistons, it was not this LeBron James. This was a fairly less talented LeBron James, and he still put him to work. He still gave him the business. And now you see LeBron James literally controlling the tempo and controlling the game in a way that, frankly, you don't see that often. You don't see people control the game like LeBron James does. Michael didn't even control the game like that. He didn't control the game like that. Kareem, Shaq. Uh, Matt, maybe Magic, you could say maybe Magic controlled the game like that. So 
you know, LeBron and Magic, they're in their own, in their own categories of their own, of course. Larry, Hakeem, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, the list goes on and Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson. You have never seen a guy control the game the way LeBron James does. And to sit here and pretend that the only reason he's successful is because he's a freight train? You either don't know what you're talking about or you're still mad about the, the, the pause he put on you a few years back. One or the other. You're not going to sit here and tell me you got the nerve talking about, yeah, bro, if he were to survive, only reason he would survive would be, you know, because he is big. What? You're out of your mind because LeBron James is smart. And you can just tell watching him. You can tell the way he scans everything. You can find wide open guys. And you can see him orchestrate everything. You're going to sit there and tell me all of a sudden he's going to get dumber? Are you kidding me? Not only that. LeBron James works hard. He came in and he's developed a jump shot that's respectable. He developed a fadeaway that's respectable. He now, when he drives, he LeBron James has gotten better. Every like, almost every year, LeBron James has gotten better. He works on his game. So what? That dedication and 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 that hustle and that work ethic is going to be gone because he's playing back then. makes zero sense whatsoever it, 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 it baffles me right it baffles me people say kobe would survive in that era but lebron wouldn't and i've never understood that logic i've never in my life understood that logic because if kobe were to survive in that era and i'm gonna say this and i don't care who it, kobe did not dominate the way people wanted him to Kobe did not dominate. I'm going to say that one more time. Kobe Bryant did not dominate the NBA the way people wanted him to. And if you're going to sit there and tell me that Kobe could make it, who was so sensitive and he was like, I don't want Shaq, the same sensitive Kobe that, that demanded a trade from the Lakers and then realized how stupid he looked and then took it back. The same Kobe Bryant who couldn't win nothing until Paul Gasol came and had to save his career. The same Kobe Bryant that had to rely on Lamar Odom. And you're going to look me in my face. You're going to look me in my face and tell me with a straight face that he, Kobe Bryant, would survive in that league and LeBron James wouldn't is ridiculous. The notion that LeBron wouldn't survive in that league is ridiculous. Not only does he have the body, but he also has the mind, and he got though he's got the work ethic. If you're gonna tell me you don't got worth work ethic, and you're not gonna sit there and tell me that this dude does not dedicate himself when you have seen him get better and you've seen him absorb information and you've seen him you've seen him get better in terms of his jump shot, his ball handling, his decision making, he's gotten better. You're gonna sit there and tell me. He wouldn't survive? That, that's ridiculous to me. That's ridiculous to me. This, this To me, this sounds like a dude who's gotten beat so many times that he's salty about. And let's, let's, let's not act like Rasheed Wallace is a guy to let things go. Let's not act like that. Let's, stop, let's not forget the whole beef he had with the NBA refs. To this day, he still hasn't let it go. To this day, he has not let that go. To this day, 
So to act like him getting his butt whooped by by Braun all of a sudden is gonna make him humble. You out your mind. You are out of your mind. LeBron would survive. He would dominate. You put LeBron James on any, any, and I'm saying this with no pun intended, with full of pride. LeBron James would dominate in any, and I'm saying this because I mean it, in any, any era of basketball. I don't care if it's tomorrow. I don't care if it's yesterday. I don't care if it's today. I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start, start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. This man is a freak of nature, both physically and mentally. And people don't, don't understand that. This dude is smart. So to all of a sudden act like, oh, yeah, he, you're out of your mind. 100%, you're out of your mind. If you don't think, if you don't think LeBron James will survive... You either don't know what you're talking about or you just don't like LeBron James. And look, either way, you're look, bro, if you don't like LeBron James, just say that. That's all I ask. If you don't like LeBron James, just say that. Just come out and go, you know what, bro, no matter what he does, I'll never respect him. Just say that. Just say that. But we're going to stick with some, continue with the NBA talk because Giannis won finals MVP. And now people are saying he's now the best player on the planet. Do they have a point? Let's get straight into it. No, you don't. I'm going to explain why. Giannis Antetokounmpo is not the best player in the world. And I don't even know he's even top five. And it's funny because saying that now, people think you're crazy. Three months ago, if you were to say that, people go, well, you might have a point. You might. The only thing that changes is you got a finals MVP. And I'm going to get into the finals MVP in a minute. But first, he's not better than LeBron. He's not better than Kevin Durant. He's not better than Anthony Davis. He's not better than Luka Doncic. So I just named four dudes. Four. That are better than him. Four. That's not mentioning Kawhi Leonard. That's not mentioning Steph Curry. That's not mentioning Damian Lillard, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. Heck, people think Jason Tatum is in that top 10. So because he won the finals MVP, all of a sudden we got to sit here and act like he's the best player on the planet. I don't get it. I don't get it. I've never understood the whole notion that once you win finals MVP, you go into the next season as the best player in the world. I've never understood that, ever. Because if you if you take that argument and you now take a walk back into history, that, that argument holds no validity, no validity, and no merit. Allow me to explain. In the late 80s, Larry Bird, Larry Legend, won a finals. Did you know who was finals MVP? Not him, Cedric Maxwell. Not a single soul said he was better than Larry Bird. Forget your best player on the planet. Nobody said he was the best player on the team. Let's continue. Let's continue with Celtics Lord. In 08, like I mentioned before, Paul Pierce won finals MVP. People were arguing that Kevin Garnett was better than him. So now that's two instances. Two instances. 
of the finals MVP not being known as the best player on the planet. Matter of fact, I'll take you one step deeper. Michael Jordan was in the league when the Detroit Pistons won the ring, when they won their two rings. If I'm not mistaken, Joe Dumars was finals MVP for one of them. Isaiah Thomas was finals MVP for another one. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. And if if you could please indulge me, if you could, if you know the answer, please, please indulge me. Did anybody say that either one of those players was better than Michael Jordan? I wait. I'm still waiting. I'll continue to wait. Unfortunately, no. So to say that, and mind you, I'm not even talking about Andre Iguodala. I'm, I'm not even going to mention Andre Iguodala. I'm not bringing that one up. I'm leaving that off in the corner where it belongs. I'm not going to bring that up. But if we're going to go back to now, to now, Dirk won finals MVP in 2011. Was he the best player on the planet? No. When Kawhi Leonard won his first finals MVP in San Antonio when he was a puppy, when he basically held the broadside, like, what was like 47 points? Give you finals MVP for that. Imagine. They gave him finals MVP. Was anyone saying he was the best player on the planet? No. No. So this, so this thing, I found it funny. You become the best player on the planet after MJ retired. I find that funny. I find that comical. I really do. And the reason is because we have lost sight of what a finals MVP truly is. We've lost sight of that. And I think that's the problem that people have. You see, the finals MVP is not meant for now. The finals MVP is meant for two instances, two situations. Situation number one. You are using it to validate your your case to enter the Hall of Fame. That's one. If you're a player that wants to go into the Hall of Fame, a finals MVP on your resume can help solidify that. Case in point, Chauncey Billups. He was having a heck of a career. If he does not have finals MVP, because he, um, he was on that team with Detroit that beat the Lakers in five games. Shaq and Kobe Lakers. By the way, when he won, was he better than Shaq? Uh, if you say yes, you're out of your mind. You're, you're, just, you're, you're, you're fooling yourself at this point. But with that finals MVP, that now propelled him into a surefire Hall of Fame. That is the same thing with a ring. A ring doesn't justify if you're, that ty- if you're the best player now. No, that is something you could have in your back pocket. So 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 years after you're done playing, you can make your case to enter the Hall of Fame. You can say, hold on, I was on that team. And I contributed. So it's not like I was just writing the tail. I'm not Brian Scalabrini who was just on the end of the bench and I was just cheering people or whatnot. No, Sean Livingston is another guy. I'm a Sean Livingston type of player where I showed up was I, the, was I the one who carried the load? No, but I carried my load and my share, and I did my thing. So that's one. Two, what, what, what is another reason for finals MVP? Finals MVP is for, for another – this is kind of a little rarer because you don't see players like this every day. But it's for the players, the elite, elite players who've played the game all time, the top-tier guys, the top 1%, if I can use that, if I can coin that term. If I can use that term here, the top 1% of players who are like, okay, I think I'm better than you, 
Finals MVP, how many do you have? I got this many. Okay, that's what that also is for. That It's not like a now thing. It's a future thing where you can use it to get in the Hall of Fame or you can you can use it to try to build your case and have your case have a little more weight to it in terms of, oh, I'm top 50 or I'm top 20 all time or top 10 all time or I'm the GOAT all time. Like, that's what it is. And for the fact that people are saying, oh, yeah, when you're finals MVP, you are now the best player on the planet. To me, that makes no sense whatsoever. And the reason it doesn't make any sense for me whatsoever is because if we're going to use that logic, then you can say, okay, bet. So if you made it further in the playoffs, then that means you're better, right? So by your logic, John Morant is a top five player because he's better than Steph Curry, right? Trey Young is better than Joel Embiid, right? Donovan Mitchell is better than Luka Doncic, so you can't use that argument. We need to get back and correct ourselves. And I don't know where this change came from. I don't know if... All of a sudden, one person said it on TV, and people were like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that's what happened. I, I I, don't know if maybe, I don't know, when LeBron came in and people got mad because he's so great, maybe they changed it because of him. Maybe people just forgot entirely what finals MVP truly is. I do not know. I don't know. But I will say this. It's got to stop. It's got to stop because the finals MVP is not a right now achievement. It's not a right now accolade. It is not at all. Right now accolades, maybe you could argue MV, the normal MVP. I don't think so. I think that is more of a legacy achievement. But if you want to argue it, I guess shooting percentage, points per game. Your recent win shares, first team all defense, first team all NBA, all star. That's something you can use heading into the season. Those are those are 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 legacy and right now achievements you can use. Finals MVP is not. It's not. And the reason I say it's not is because again, it's stupid. For instance, let's say let's say the Suns one, right? Chris Paul wins finals MVP. Is anybody, anybody making any debate at all, any case, that he's the best player in the world? I don't think people even say he's the best point guard in the league. Never mind the best player. Yet I'm supposed to sit here with a stupid face and go, you're out of your mind. If, you, if you're going to tell me Giannis is the best player in the world, I'm going to ask you, state your case. If you mentioned finals MVP, you lost. You have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what you're talking about. Because before LeBron won his first finals MVP, people he was universally regarded as the best player on the planet. So you don't need a finals MVP to be the best player on the planet. You don't need that. You don't need you don't you don't need that to be the best player on the planet. Because then by your logic, that the top five players in the league should all have a finals MVP on their resume. They should. Right? But no, 
I guess only the best player in the world. That makes zero sense. That makes no sense whatsoever. So I think people need to take a step back and understand what is finals MVP. Finals MVP is a is a legacy achievement. It's something that you can use in the future. That way, when you're done playing, you can say, I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Or if you're an elite, elite, elite talent, I deserve to be top 10. I deserve to be top 20 or top whatever all time. Don't hit me with this garbage talk because when you tell me that, that just that proves to me you don't know what you're talking about. Take it however you want, but I'm gonna tell you, man. Regardless, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care how how hard you think you're taking. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, man. This, this is this this is a hard take to break. No, bro, it's not. It's really not that hard, bro. Five minute conversation and you're. Hard take would be out of here, right? Speaking of hard, we're going to move over to the NFL hard-hitting league. They came out with their power rankings, right? So we're going to go through it. All 32 teams, I'm pretty sure everyone can guess who's number 32. Pretty sure. But we're going to go through it, and we're going to see who's high, who's low. Now we're going to go with the top the top 15, uh, 16. So number one, Buccaneers. The two, Chiefs. Three Bills, four Packers, five Ravens, six Rams, seven Seahawks, eight Browns. Number nine is the 49ers. Ten is Steelers. Eleventh is the Titans. Twelfth is Chargers. Thirteenth is Patriots. Number 14 is the Dolphins. Number 15 is the Saints. And 16 is the Colts. Now, one and two I have no problem with. I have no problem with them whatsoever. They both play in the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers won. So I get I get Buccaneers being one, Chiefs being two. I get that. If you want to switch them, I'm not gonna be too mad. I won't I won't make a ruckus. I won't get mad. I won't I won't go that far. So if you want to switch those one and two, I'm fine. Bills at three, believe it or not, I love. I I really do love. I like them in the top in the top five, hundred percent. I think Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are having a Lovely connection. They have a great deal. I think right now, this team, within the next three years, this Buffalo team will win a Super Bowl. They are doing nothing but the right things. And I'm 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 liking it. I really am. I'm loving Josh Allen. I really am. Um, I want to see how what's if if he can continue this momentum next year. A lot of people are saying, Oh my god, it was just it was just one good year. But if you look at the stats, they go, Oh yeah, well, he had his first year was horrible, his second year was mediocre. It's like, okay. He's going up, right? So why why are we all of a sudden going to go, oh, it's a, it's an anomaly. It's one year. We don't know. Exactly. No, we're not going to do that at all. We're, I'm, we're, we're not going to pretend. No. Nope, 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 nope. He's trending up, and that's how it's going to stay. So that's number three. Number four, Packers. I do not like this one. Believe it or not, maybe it's just me, they should be seventh. I genuinely believe they should be seventh. And the reason being is because with the whole Aaron Rodgers, that whole saga, and now they're kind of trying to bring back his old friend. I think that's not going to work long term. I, I, and looking at this team, I don't think that they really are going to – their ceiling is the NFC Championship – but it's also as likely that they miss the playoffs entirely. Not to say, excuse me, not to say they're a bad team, but they have so much drama and they have a concoction, and, and they're just waiting to explode. 
And I think this, I think they will explode this year. And I don't mean explode as in let's go to the Super Bowl. I think explode as in like Aaron go home. I really do think so, because it's only going to take one or two losses, and then that's when everyone's going to be like, "Here's ridiculous." We want to start pointing fingers and everything. And then who made the who made who who was being a whole quote people who was being the drama queen and who was doing all this extra stupid stuff, Aaron. So they're probably going to try to blame him. A lot of the players are. So I would have them bump down. Number five, the Ravens. The Ravens. No, no, they should not be top five. I, I, I bear. I don't. I'm struggling to have them in the top ten. I think they're. If they're in the top ten, they're at ten. I think they're between ten and fourteen. I, I, I just don't think their defense. And I don't it's I don't think it's as great this year as it was. I think Marlon Humphreys was there was a few games last year where he got exposed and he got exposed bad to the point where people actually legit question can he literally be a number one corner on a successful team? Their offense, if if once you stop Lamar from running the ball, which teams have done, once you do that and you force him to throw, he can't. That's just kind of what it is. He is what he is at this point. He's not really working on throwing because he's just he's in the bottom of the, like this year in terms of uh, throwing the ball. He was in the he was in the bottom fifteen for yards, um, bottom fifteen um, for um, completions. He was in the bottom ten um, for um, just there. He just he can't throw the ball. He can't. You know, if you watch him throw the deep ball, very very inaccurate. Very inaccurate. He's good at checkdowns. He's good at checkdowns, which is bizarre to me because Tom Brady does a checkdown and he's soft. Lamar Jackson does a checkdown and he's smart. I don't get it. I, I just don't. But Ravens at five, I'm not with it. I think they're way too high. Number six, Rams. This is another team that I think is way too high. I think on paper, sure. But at the same time, I don't see Matthew Stafford as that guy that can put you super duper over. I don't, I don't think so. Again, no no disrespect to Matthew Stafford. And I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, well, look at the most recent years in, in, in Detroit. I'm not going to say that because those of these most recent years were horrible. But I will say this. We had Megatron. What happened? Name me one receiver on that team that's Megatron. So he's had he's had solid teams before. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. So I mean maybe, but again, it's it's like a maybe. It's like I don't have. I'm looking at this, and there's just no evidence I have that he can come over and take over a team and lead them to the promise. I don't see that. I don't. I just he's never. I don't see it. I don't. You know, not, not not to say he's a bum or anything. He's a solid. He's, he's a great. I'm not gonna say great, but he's a good quarterback. But to say, oh yeah, his inclusion in this offense is gonna take them over the moon. Eh, I don't. I don't agree with that. Uh, number seven is the Seattle Seahawks. I think they're in a decent place. Yeah, they're you know their line does need still some improvement, um, but. I think DK is going to have a solid year and Tyler Lockett. Them as a one-two punch, I'm liking that. I don't know if they're the best 
duo, the most, the best tandem in the league. I don't, I don't know if I'll go that far. But God, these guys are phenomenal together. They're, they really are, and it's great because they both have speed. They both have speed, right? So you can send Tyler Lockett deep, and you can have DK come low, or you can flip it and have DK go deep because he can. He not only got speed, he can handle some jump balls because he's got some size on him. He goes deep, and you can have Tyler Lockett low. And just the fact that you can have them interchangeable, and they can actually thrive on both, whether you're playing inside or outside, close or far. I do like them. Another year with Russell Wilson, who I believe is a is a very disrespected quarterback. I've seen top fives where Russell Wilson isn't even mentioned, and I, I, it, it it blows my mind. It really does how disrespectful people treat Russell Wilson. He's better than Lamar Jackson. It's not even close. He's better than Dak Prescott. He's better than Matt Ryan. He's better than Justin Herbert. He's better than Carson Wentz. He's better than Ryan Tannehill. He's better than a lot of these quarterbacks, and people are disrespecting him, and I'm, I'm not a fan of that at all. He's a top five quarterback, in my opinion. Um, but there's, I, if you're going to move them up, sure. I put them at five, but at seven, that's not an outrage to me. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to go, you know, buck wild and say that it's robbery. Um, and I have the same feeling for number eight, the Cleveland Browns. I have the same vibe for them. I'm not going to go that. Oh my God, it's robbery. I think they're in a good bubble right there. They're in a good pocket. They got Jadavion Clowney. You know, I think that signing is a little overrated a little bit. The only reason I'm going to say that is because, you know, they say, oh, my God, you know, they're, 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 he's getting paired up with, with Miles Garrett, which is a good pairing, don't get me wrong, but we have seen him paired up with another dominant uh, defensive lineman or a defensive end. J.J. Watt, it ain't work, you know. Um, but, you know, people have said that the reason it didn't work is because they were both injury prone, and since J.J. Watt was constantly getting injured, they would double-team to Davion Clowney, and that's kind of what led to it. So maybe if you have a Miles Garrett who can stay healthier, that's a possibility. You got Odell coming back and with another year of Baker. Hopefully it could help them get together. Um, they're starting to respect Nick Chubb and understand we need to run more with him and we need to pound Brock with him. And if we can't run with him, we have another backup in Kareem Hunt who can be a starting running back on a lot of other teams. So I think – as long as it continues to say, yo, we're going to run the ball, then we're going to do play action. They go, If they sit down and go, Baker, we respect you, but we're going to start playing you and we're going to start treating you like Ryan Tannehill. If they have him play that type of football, I think the Browns could get far. I, I even think they could win the division. If you, you Again, you got Nick Chubb who, who shown, I mean, premier back in this league. You got Kareem Hunt, who, if it wasn't for some off-the-field issues, would still be starting and having way more touches in Kansas City. You got two very talented backs combined with, you got Austin Hooper and Joe, who's coming back. You got Jarvis Landry. You got um, you got Odell. And there's that rookie, um, Peoples. I do like him. I think this team is starting, and their defense is I, I like their defense a lot. So at eight, I don't think that's bad. Again, if you want to move up to six, that's no big deal. But I, I do like the Browns where they are. Uh, at number nine, the San Francisco 49ers. Again, I I moved them back. I, I wouldn't move them back a couple spots, but at the same time, I'm not bugging. Um, it's okay. You know, um, I don't, I, you know, they have Jimmy Garoppolo and then they also have Trey Lance, and it seems like they're 
love in Trey Lance. That's what it seems like. I don't know. I'm, I wasn't a fan of that pick. I thought they were gonna. I thought they should have gotten Justin Fields, but time will tell whether or not they did it right or they did it wrong. Um, the 49ers, they just. Uh, I believe the Niners are the ones who signed Josh Norman. I believe, um, and I, it is what it is. You know, um, I, I would bunt them back a little bit, but again, nine is not. Again, I have the same energy I have for Seattle and for Cleveland. If you want to move them a couple spots, sure, but having them at nine is not a travesty. Speaking of travesties, the Pittsburgh Steelers at 10. That is the biggest travesty, possibly the biggest travesty on this list. You have an aging Big Ben. Your best receiver is a number two receiver in Juju. Your defense is looking kind of suspicious. You've got some shining spots, but other than that, you you your defense really top to bottom isn't really that good. You had a couple line um, offensive linemen retire I, I don't I don't know how they're 10th I don't know the only assumption I can think is that they believe Najee Harris is gonna have a phenomenal year I don't think he will I think he'll have a great year I think he'll have a year enough where you can look at it and go you know what they picked the right guy in the draft like they got the right guy I think he'll have that type of year but in terms of like enough to I, I think they're fighting for a wild card spot I think at best or third in that in that division. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I don't, <clears throat> I don't. I, they're. I think the Browns are going to win the division, and I think them. I mean, maybe second. I, I think them and the Ravens are going to be fighting, and if they win, the, they're getting bounced in the wild card. I, you know, like if, if they get a wild card spot, they're getting bounced in the wild card. So, and again, I don't even see them making the wild card. I don't. Maybe again, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just. I, but the way I'm looking at this team. I don't see anything that pops out where I go, oh my God, these guys, woo. I don't, I don't see that. Um, number 11, the Tennessee Titans, which surprised me a lot. I thought they would be way higher, and I do believe they should be way higher. Um, put, replace them with the Rams to put them top five. Look, you got A.J. Brown, who's a legit number one, and you got Julio, who's another legit number one. One of them dudes got to get double teamed. Who go get double team? And whoever gets double team, the other one gets the ball. That's all it comes down to. Never mind the fact that they got that bad man, Derrick Henry, who I believe is the second best running back in the NFL. I think Christian McCaffrey is number one. But if you have Derrick Henry one, I'm not bugging. My thing is, if I'm looking at you, as long as you have Derrick Henry in one or two, and Christian McCaffrey, as long as they're those two in your top two, I'm willing to look at your list. You know, but again, I, I think their defense, their defense did take a hit, but I do think it'll, I don't think it'll be that big of a hit. I think it'll be more of an opportunistic defense, which is not bad. That's really not bad. I, that's what I believe. I believe there'll be a um, an opportunistic defense. So I think, yeah, they'll dip. But it, like I said, I believe as long as this is a top 15 defense, that offense can carry them. I do believe that. Right now, it, it's between them and the Colts to win the division. Right now, I do have the Titans winning the division, but I I can see a world. I can't see the Colts winning it. You know, I think it'll be decided by two a couple games. Those two are definitely going to be the top two uh, in the division. So number eleven Titans, I think that's too low for them. I, I mean, me personally, I'm bringing them up to like top five. 
because I the leaps and bounds they made, I I genuinely did like. Number twelve, the Chargers. I don't know how I feel about this one. I really don't. Um, at twelve, sure, sure, I get it. I would knock them back a few. Um, Justin Herbert, yes, great guy. And I, I think the Chargers nailed it with him. I I genuinely. They nailed it with Justin Herbert. They better keep him down. They better keep him, hold him down, make sure they make sure they continue to give him a good line. He's got number one in Keenan Allen. Um, I do like Austin Eckler. I do believe this year, um, fantasy alert, by the way, Austin Eckler is definitely a guy to get. I really recommend it because he kind of gives you, he gives you Alvin Kamara vibes at a discount. So you can get him in later rounds in like the second, third round. Like me, I got him in the fourth round. And he does a lot. With, like he can go run with the ball, but he's also a threat catching it. So, you know, I do like Austin Eckler a lot. I, you know, their defense, it's it's solid. It's okay. Um, you know, 12, I, just me personally, I think they're a little too high. I would kind of push them down a little bit. But um, number 13, the New England Patriots. I am a New England Patriot fan. Um, 13, I think we're a little low. I would push up a little more. Not in the top 10, outside the top 10. Um, I think Mac Jones was a good pickup for us. I, during the draft, I was hoping and I was praying we would get Justin Fields. Um, we got Mac Jones and it's preseason, so I'm not going to go crazy. But I do like what I've seen in him. I really do. I do like what I've seen in him. We got two tight ends, um, Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry. Um, our defense is solid. You know, I think we'll be, you know, the Patriots will be okay. Um, I think we're going to be fighting with the Dolphins for like the second position. I believe the Bills are winning the division. I think us and the Dolphins were fighting for a second and uh, for a second place in the division, potentially wild card. Um, so I, I would probably put us at like 12, maybe 11, but 13. Again, I'm not going to go too crazy. I'm not going to say it's robbery or it's a travesty or anything like that. No. Number 14, the Miami Dolphins. I have no issues with this. Wherever the Patriots are, the Dolphins should be right behind. 110%. The Dolphins are, like I said, I personally believe the Patriots are half a step ahead of the Dolphins. But it's not like it's not like a gap how it was before, where it was we, we were so dominant that they would be like, oh great. You know, like it now it's like the Dolphins feel like they could beat the Patriots. They feel it. And I don't blame them for feeling that way, you know, because again. Are we wounded? Yes, but the Dolphins have gotten better. They have gotten better. So to pretend like they haven't gotten better, that, that's ridiculous. So I have no problem with the Dolphins only right behind the Patriots. If the Patriots were 11th, I expect the Dolphins to be 12th. Like I expect the, the, the Miami Dolphins to be right behind the Patriots. So them at 14, have no issues with them at all. Um, number 15, the Saints. Believe it or not, I like it. I think this is dead perfect for the Saints. Um, right now, they need to figure out whether or not they need to figure out whether or not Jameis Winston is that dude. I think he is. I, look, I'm a Jameis guy, right? I believe in them. But by, by the way, Michael Thomas is going to start. He's going to miss some time. He's going to be on the PUP. Um, they said about Alvin I think they'll be fine. They're not going to be dominant how they were, where it was like. God, these guys are Super Bowl contenders. I don't think they'll be that, but I do think they'll be in there in the mix. You know, they'll probably be like a little, like a dark horse, so to speak. You know, where you can be, like, oh, who's gonna win the, the, the Super Bowl? Oh, well, you know, you've got the Buccaneers and the Chiefs of the world. 
Um, and then the the people who think, oh, who can upset them? Then you got the Rams of the world and 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 the the Packers. And, but if you're gonna pick a dark horse and you say the Saints, I don't think you're crazy because look, Jameis Winston can air the ball out. If you can cut back on some of the interceptions, the kid would be a commodity. They still have a solid defense. Again, that qu- that quarterback situation. And the fact that they're they're going to be missing Mike Tom, Michael Thomas for a while, I get why they're at 15, which is why I'm comfortable with it being at 15. I don't mind that at all. So you know them at 15, I'm cool with. Number 16, this is where I was just. Number 16 is the Colts. I was very concerned on why they did this. I thought the person who did this was just an idiot. I really did. But then I was like, you know what? Let me take a step back and remember their best lineman, Nelson, had the same injury Carson Wentz had. Now, they're both starting week one. They're going to start, which I get. But at the same time, I feel like Carson Wentz in this offense, I think he'll be good. I really do. But because of the injuries with him and Quentin Nelson, I I pumped the brakes and I understood, you know what, going into week one, I see why with those two injuries, especially your best line, your best offensive lineman and your quarterback, the quarterback you basically just traded to get because you believe he can take you guys to the next level. I get it, especially with the old TY, basically you're number one, you're kind of screwed a little bit. Um, But I do think, Week four, we'll probably get a better glimpse on on this Colts team to see whether or not they really are those guys. Because as of right now, they're not they're not looking too too good right now. But now we're gonna go to the bottom half. Number seventeen, the Vikings. Eighteen, Cardinals. Nineteen, Cowboys. Number twenty, the Washington Football Team. Twenty one, Bears. Twenty two, Broncos. Twenty three, Raiders. 24 Giants coming at 25 is the Eagles, 26 Falcons, 27 Panthers, 28 Jets, 29 Jaguars, number 30 Bengals, number 31 Lions, and the 37th ranked team in all of football. What a surprise, the Houston Texans. Now let's just get that out the way, the Houston Texans. No surprise there at all, honestly. If we could find a way, we should have them ranked 33rd. Like, these guys are going to be a literal dumpster fire. The whole Deshaun Watson thing, that's going up in smoke. Their defense, they just traded um, Bradley Roby to, or at least they're in the process of trading him to uh, to the Saints. So, yeah, they're, they're kind of tanking on defense. Uh, they traded Randall Cobb to, um, to Green Bay. Now their best receiver is a, a, a very – not the same uh Brandon Cooks. And then he got Tyrod Taylor at a quarterback. You know, he is what he is. He's a solid guy. He's not the best, but they're a dumpster fire. And if, if look, man, I'm, I'm be, if they win four games, I'll be shocked. I'm, I'm just gonna call it what it is. If they win four, I'm gonna be like, oh my god, they got they have to consider that as the sex because this team now number 17, Vikings. I I don't I have no disagreements with this. I think they're a pretty middle of the pack team, both offense and defense. Um, Kirk Cousins, let's see if he can pop off. Adam Thielen, I, I like him. Justin Jefferson, people are expecting him to have a, a 
a follow-up to his great year last year, which, you know, we'll see. Number 18, Cardinals, I think this is too low. Um, I think with the addition of A.J. Green, I think that was very under uh, – I think that was very underrated because, again, you got DeAndre Hopkins, right? So D-Hop is going to get double-teamed like crazy. The problem A.J. Green had was since he was the number one option, he was constantly getting injured because he was either facing the best corner or he was facing getting double-teamed. Right now, he's not going to be facing the best. He's not. It's going to be a lot of one-on-ones, and it's going to be guys that are probably second or third on the depth chart, you know, still talented guys, but guys that normally wouldn't be lined up against an A.J. Green, which I think will kind of give him a little bit of leeway and a little bit, a little bit of breathe. You know, because once DeAndre Hopkins catches four balls, they're going to double team him, which is now going to give him the opportunity and him the ability. I like Kyler Murray. I think that's another kid who's being disrespected in terms of being a quarterback. He's 100% better than Dak Prescott. He's better than I, I put him. I put him between maybe top 10 and he's outside the top 10. He's no, he's definitely he's about like 12. Ain't, ain't no way I'm putting this kid like that far. I, I, I do like him. I think he's, he's he's going up. Their line is solid defensively. They added uh, J.J. Watt, which, again, Chandler Jones, we don't know what's really going on with that in, with that situation. I believe he can get fixed as long as they give him the deal he wants, um, which they could find a way if they really want to keep him. But we'll figure out what happens with that. Um, number 19, Cowboys, their defense is – atrocious it's going to be a bottom feeding bottom of the league for our team Dak Prescott coming back is going to do absolutely nothing for this team because the problem the Cowboys have is that they're morons and if you're a fan of the Cowboys you're a moron period you don't like it oh well you know what I mean? Like they're they're idiots, bro. The best success they've ever had was when they were running team. They decided to stop being a running team and rely on Dak Prescott. When did that get them? So, as far as I'm concerned, they should be in the bottom of the pack. Like they they should be low, way lower than that. Uh, number twenty one, Washington football team. I think they should be bumped up a little bit. Um, I think with Fitzpatrick, you know, solidly. I think Fitzpatrick and Tyler Heineke, you know, obviously your quarterback position is going to be a little tough. Um, if they get Cam Newton, ooh, that they might actually be put in business. I think, I think their wide receiving core is not the best, but I don't think it's the worst that like a lot of people are saying. I think a lot of people have been making this notion that this team is garbage and in terms of like they had a great defense, hundred percent, but their offense really isn't that bad. I don't I don't think it's as bad as everyone is making out to be. I think I think it's pretty solid. If we get a, a little bit of a better quarterback in there, I think we can actually see the true potential. I think I think Gibson is gonna have a great year running. I think McLaurin, I think if you get like I said, if you give him a solid quarterback, a pretty good one, maybe if you give him a Cam, because I think Cam has a little bit left in the tank. Give him a Cam, maybe. But I would put the Washington football team a little higher. Um, number 21, the Chicago Bears. I get it. I'm not mad at this at all. They have a solid defense, but at the same time, their offense has been ugh at best. Um, they got Andy Dalton starting, which I get. Um, I'm not really too, too mad about that. Uh, I would have started Justin Fields, but I get it at the same time. I look at this more like a New England situation where the veteran is just there to buy the rookie a couple weeks until everyone is like, okay, we're ready. Boom, let's throw this kid in there. So I think that's what's going to happen. I think by week five, week six, I think Justin Fields is going to take over the starting job. 
Um, number 22, Broncos. Um, again, good defense, but their offense is lackluster. I think with Teddy Bridgewater, they do move up a little bit, but at the same time, not enough to, uh, you know, be like, oh, my God, these guys are legit. Um, the Raiders, they are what they are. You know, uh, Darren Waller, is a, he's going to go out there and try to not only prove and solidify, but also maybe even advance his status in the league. People are saying he's a top three tight end, which I get. Um, he might try to make a case that he's better than Travis Kelsey and, and George Kittle. So this is going to be a big year for him. 24 Giants, I think they should be pumped up a little higher. The only question mark the Giants have right now is the quarterback. And it's not really because of injury. It's more like, do we think Daniel Jones can take us to the next level? I believe he can. You know, in that, right now, you don't need a guy. You don't need a top five quarterback. You just need a top 15. And as long as Daniel Jones can be a top 15 quarterback, minimize the turnovers. Um, I think I think Evan Ingram, people kind of poo-poo on him. Um, but once they start winning, people are going to come, like, they're going to ignore him. Kenny Galladay, I like that. The return of Saquon, we'll see, because now that they got some weapons, it's Sterling Shepard and Darius Slay, and then they also drafted Tony, which I like. Um, with all that, I think it's going to take the load off of Saquon, which means less of a chance of injury, which is good considering he's coming back from an ACL. So, number 25, Eagles, I think they should be lower. Um, I, 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 I'm, I don't think there's going to be a good year for them. Um, this is more along the lines of can Jalen Hurts help us lead us to the next to the next uh, step? Can we and then not say next step as in playoff team, next step in his career? Can we make him better? Can we make him more comfortable throwing the ball? Can we make him a little more better in the pocket? Can we, you know, rush the ball? You know, that's that's all it's going to be. It's going to be trying to get Jalen Hurts better. So, you know, I think they should be lower. 26 Falcons, believe it or not, I think they should be a smidgen higher. Um, I do like the addition of Kyle Pitts. Letting Julio go was a, a, a bad thing. Their defense is not going to be is not going to be good at all. Um, and Matt Ryan is on the later years of his career, so I don't expect. If you're an Atlanta fan, don't expect much. Um, 27 Panthers. I think the Panthers should be higher. Um, Sam Darnold is coming with vengeance, and I'm a Sam Darnold guy. I like him. I think the reason people are saying that he's bad is just because he was with the Jets. I think the Jets, if they were in, uh, if they had him in a better position, they had a better line, better defense, better team. Period. I think Sam Darnold could have done more, but unfortunately, you can't. You excuse my friends, but you can't give me shit and expect me not to stink. You know, you give me, you give me a. You give me a bucket of shit, it's going to stink, you know. So, um, number 29, the Jags. I'm, I have no problem with them being here. I, I believe, with a shadow of a doubt, that these guys are, especially now that they're very weak at the tight end position. Um, Travis Etienne, um, he's going to be out for the year, which is not too bad because you've still got James Robinson, who was a 1,000-yard rusher last year, which I don't know why they would draft Travis, but I'm assuming that just has to do – but the fact that he was with um, Trevor Lawrence, their defense is going to be eh. Um, and then not, they're basically all their eggs in, in Trevor Trevor Lawrence. They're going to have to rock. They're going to roll with him. They're going to rock with him because if he basically doesn't – if he doesn't pan out, they traded Gardner Minshew. If he doesn't pan out, they're screwed. No, nah, I don't think it'll be that case. I think Trevor Lawrence will be able to handle himself. But they really don't – he doesn't have much to work with. Number 30, the Bengals. The Bengals, I think, should be actually higher. Um, they, uh, they they picked up Devontae Freeman. They got him. They picked they, – um, Joe Burrow's coming back, and I think he's going to be fine. They should have drafted um, some uh, Panay. They should have gotten him to bolster that offensive line. 
but they didn't. It is what it is. I think they're gonna be a you know with Don Ross and Tyler Boyd. I think they'll be okay. I think, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And then number thirty-one, the Detroit Lions, which I don't I don't blame them at all for being this low. Um, they're not. They got Jared Goff, which I think Jared Goff is a solid guy. I think he's he's a solid quarterback. I don't think he's gonna light the world on fire. Um, plus with losing Kenny Galladay, set them back a lot. So it's going to be interesting, but that's kind of how it is. You know, there's some, I, there are some misses, but there, it's not as bad as, you know, and you actually sit down and look, like if you do a quick glance, you'll go, Colt at 16? Are you out of your mind? You will do that. But if you actually sit down and then you actually look through it, it's not as bad as, as, as it seems. It's really not. It's not too, too bad. There are some, huh? But overall, it's not too, too bad. So I'm done here. You know, I appreciate you guys spending some time with me. Um, follow us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. Um, you know, basically you get me just on Twitter. That's it. You know, when news comes out, we put it out there. And I put my two cents in, you know, as, as many, as, as much as I'm allowed with the character limitations. Um, so that'll, that's kind of what you can find on Twitter, you know, we kind of just, kind of just let loose there, you know, and, um, all right, there we go. Um, but yeah, so follow us there. And then on Facebook at Prideful Takes again. Uh, so, yeah, we go live on Facebook. We go live on Facebook and YouTube. Um, but, yeah, you can follow us there again. We guys give you updates for the show. And then, again, we put up memes and all that good stuff. Um, and then visit our website at www.pridefultakes.com. There you can find – not only you can find all the podcasts, but we also have articles up there. So that way you can indulge and read it and share it and all that stuff. Um, check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Prideful Takes Podcast. We're there. Um, that way, instead of having to see this face – you can just listen to my voice. Um, and like I said, we're on YouTube at Prideful Takes. So that way, if you guys want to see the videos we have, if you want to, you know, basically see things, we're there too. So I appreciate you guys spending some time with me. Obviously, it's your boy Riley Bear Valdez, a.k.a. Pride. And I will see you guys on the next one.